0: beautiful to be in the presence.
1: Amen. It's beautiful to be in the presence.
0: I think that's why David, you know, many people, even scholars who are so logic-oriented scholars, they cannot deny the fact David is also a prophet. Because David, most of the songs he wrote, was under the inspiration. And one of the songs he, he said was, it's better to be one day in your coats than thousand days elsewhere. He had this unction of the Holy Spirit huh, that he could be able to confess that, you know. So anyway, we will continue uh, our our teaching, our s- preaching, however you call it, sermon on the book of Acts i don't know about you i'm enjoying the book of acts it's so beautiful it's incredible how the early church have uh, you know captured the heart of god and moving on and and this week is one of the fascinating week i mean every week i say this because uh, as i go before the lord in the presence i'm i'm like man this is right there you know so it's going to be another fascinating week of exploring god's truth in this uh, Chapter in the book of Acts, chapter two. This is going to be the last week on the book of Acts, chapter two. So I do have some fresh new jokes. I don't know whether you like some onliners. Uh, a daddy was listening to his child say his prayer, Dear Herald. At this dad interrupted and said, Wait a minute, how come you call God Herald? The little boy looked up and said, That's what they call him in church. You know the prayer we say, Our Father who art in heaven, herald be thy name. (laughs) A woman invited some people for dinner at the table. She turned over her six-year-old daughter and said, Would you like to say a blessing? The girl replied, I wouldn't know what to say. Just say what you heard mommy say. The mother answered. The daughter bowed her head. And said, Lord, why on earth did I invite all these people to dinner? (laughs) Oh man, let me read one more time, one more, maybe a couple of more. And this particular four-year-old boy prayed, Father, forgive our trash baskets as we
1: forgive those who put trash in our baskets. hmm. Okay. Uh this little boy. One more. A little
0: boy's prayer, dear God. Please take care of my daddy and my mommy and my sister and my brother and my doggy and me. And by the way, please take care of yourself, God. If anything happens to you, we are in a big mess. <laughs> anyway, lift up your Bible, say this after me. Lord Jesus, uh, influence me this morning. Um, Holy Spirit, I pray that you will speak to us. And Lord, uh, this is the reason we are gathered. Not to hear the voice of a man, but the voice of the Son of Man, who was the Son of God, who took the place on our lives so that we can become sons and daughters of God. So Father, speak to us. Jesus, the eternal Son of God, speak to us. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. So. Uh, The topic this morning, I do have, it's up in the screen, um, a birth of new beginnings. We are still on the book of Acts. We are still in the chapter two, and I believe this is the last portion of the chapter, and uh, if for those uh, who've been listening this, uh, we started this on January 30, I mean, December 31st, January 1st, and uh, we are still on only on two chapters and we still have 26 chapters to go uh, for the rest of the year let's see how the lord leads us but especially these two chapters um we talked about the big day in the beginning of acts chapter 2 where the holy spirit came and messed up the ordinary and we also talked about uh, from bozos to bezos how just this guy was so scared to even witness that he was part of jesus group now you could boldly stand and talk about uh, who Jesus is to the people. We also talked about the great reversal, how the, the the last Adam's curse was broken by, sorry, the first Adam's curse was broken by the last Adam. Then last week we talked about um, the the raw gospel. Peter could able to stand firm and preach, no sugar coating, no adding any masalas, just sugar coating. And today Uh, we will wrap it up with the the beautiful uh, word the Lord gave us as the birth of new beginnings. Uh, And uh, it's uh, the book of Acts chapter two from verse 40. We will pick it up from where we left last week uh, from 40 to 47. And it's up in the screen. I'm reading from Amplified one, okay? And Peter solemnly testified and continued to admonish and urge them with many words saying, be saved from this crooked, An unjust generation. And uh, this is where we left. So we'll pick it up now. So then, those who accepted his message were baptized. On the day, about 3,000 souls were added to the body of believers. Many scholars believe Jerusalem at the time of uh, 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 Bethlehem, at the time of uh, Jesus' birth, were hundred thousand five hundred people. And uh, there were around 20 children were there and 15 of them were girls that's what the scholars believe and herald the guy who was a herod who was a messed up caesar this guy killed remember he killed all the kids and knowing that you know uh, this was the statistic and jerusalem people believed the scholars believe there were around five to eight thousand people were there but during the pentecost time hundred thousand people were gathered so out of the hundred thousand 3,000 souls were saved. Not 100,000 heard them, but 100,000 were gathered. But the Bible says many who heard, out of them people got saved, were 3,000. So they were continually and faithfully, those 3,000, we are talking about those 3,000, continually and faithfully devoting themselves to the instruction of the apostles and to fellowship and to eating meals together and to prayers. And then it starts something beautiful from this verse on. A sense of awe was felt by everyone and many wonders and signs attesting miracles were taking place through the apostles. And before that, they were with Jesus. Jesus was doing those and they could also witness. But now Jesus is inside of them through the Holy Spirit and they could able to see mighty wonders and miracles. And all those who believed in Jesus as Savior were together and had all things in common, considering their positions to belong to the group as a whole. And they began selling their property and possessions and were sharing the proceeds with all other believers as anyone at need. And this is so beautiful. Day after day, they met in the temple area, count continuing with one mind and breaking bread in various Private homes. They were eating their meals together with joy and generous hearts, praising God continually and having favor with all people. Can we read this last phrase together? And the Lord kept adding to their number daily those who were being saved. Come on, one more time. Look at this verse, screen. And the Lord kept adding to their number daily those who are being saved. And when I read this, uh, and I just need to examine where I am right now, where we are right now. This is the beginning of a birth of new beginnings. From this time onwards, from if you read chapter 3, 4, and 5, the church trajectory is upwards, and its growth is immense. I mean, people were right and left. I mean, next week, God willing, we'll meditate. How this guy goes with such a boldness, and he says, Silver and gold I do not have. But in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. People are scared of this movement. What's going on? People are calling them. These people are the ones, the way, the way followers. And and persecution is starting. But revival is birthing. But it's it's a beginning of something extraordinarily new, never experienced before. And when I look at it and where we are, there is no mention of denominations in this seven scriptures you don't find any denominations here you don't find any doctrinal fight here you know and you don't find any uh, any sorts of like like you us versus them you know and you don't find even any sorts of like i am more superior you're more inferior uh, i got the greater revelation of the truth you got the inferior revelation of the truth there is nothing all we see is this beautiful embracing of the truth that just came down in a form of a person, his name is Jesus, by the way, you know, truth is not a concept, it's a person, and they embraced it, as they embraced, they saw a great upward trajectory of seeing a great revival, and that's, for me, is what I'm praying, for me personally, and I do this prayer every single day, almost every single day, some days I don't pray this, and I say this prayer Say, Lord, I know throughout the world you're doing something marvelous, something beautiful, something awesome, something great, because he is doing right, yes or no? You may not experience it, you may not seen it, but this is what he's doing. Throughout the world, he's doing it. And I say, Lord, count me in. I want to be part of that. Throughout the world, he's doing something great, something marvelous, something beautiful, something extraordinary, something supernatural and lord i want to be part of that and that's my prayer and that's my prayer for you that you will not just be an ordinary sunday going to church christian you'll be the church christian that you carry everywhere the presence of jesus wherever you go amen and and that's the cry of our heart and that's why we take we have decided even to take this entire year to camp around in this book to know what this happened because You know, so let's go to verse 42. Let's see. Let's unpack verse by verse a little bit. Verse 42 starts off with this. After this encounter, you know, 3,000 people got saved. And these 3,000 people, what they did? Continually and faithfully. What did they do continually and faithfully? They devoted themselves to the instruction of apostles. Continually and faithfully. Let's pause here. Modern day church there is no continuity. There is no faithfulness. We don't like confrontation. I I, I don't know about you. Is there anyone who say I love confrontation? <laughs> we don't like confrontation. We like confrontation is like, it's like we don't like. I don't like. I mean, especially if your wife confronts you, the South Indians. <laughs> then only we will feel like. You know, we wanted to be macho in that, you know. And it's we don't like confrontation. But look at this. Devoting to the apostles' instruction means sometimes you got to have somebody to tell the truth as it is. And we need that. Today, look at we are, where we are. I'm not pointing at you. I'm just saying as a global church, we don't like confrontation. If something that's spoken, we just move out. We move to a place where we are comfortable in hearing good stuff that makes us feel good and the moment it doesn't make us feel good we look for another place we move on and that's been the church we book we we, we become church swappers not become the church that god in- intended us to be 1 million people live in this city 850000 roughly okay 10% that's 85000 do you think 85000 bible believing radical followers of jesus is here or here no so what what happened what happened is we drifted from this continual and faithful devoting to the instruction of the apostles what is instruction of the apostles you don't have to say get every order from the pastors to do it okay that's not what it means slaves love orders Sons loves orders. Sorry, servants loves orders. Because the servants, all they need to know is, Master, you tell me, I will do this. But for sons and daughters, it's more than that. It's devoting to the heart behind the matter. And that's something we lost it today. We keep pastoring here, somebody as a magic person who is going to pray for us so that we can get going. You know, yesterday I was in a in another town, Ranipet. I don't know whether you know, it's famous for his beef pokoda. You know that, no? <laughs> so the, the church that I went to pray with, uh, that's pastor. Uh, the believer runs a nice beef pokoda uh, person. And they, so they basically took me to this place uh, to buy me uh, one kilo of uh, beef pokoda. I did not eat all of it. Just want to confess it. I shared, even though it was very hard for me to share that, I did share, you know, so, and I I remember this, this guy celebrating his 22nd wedding anniversary, the the beef pakoda manager, so he asked me to pray, and it's almost, almost looked like, you know, uh, nice, and then he gave me an offering also on the top of buying the pakoda for free, so, and there's such a, a sense of like, you know pastor is up there if he prays everything is going to go well that's not how the early church functioned the early church had a deeper understanding the holy spirit in peter is in me also but there is a mutual understanding a mutual submission a mutual uh, you know awareness of the presence that that made them vulnerable to one another for correction reproof and understanding and growth and that's what we lack and that's what we are praying, that the Papa's house will become like that. We will have that boldness to come and say, you know what, I'm struggling in this. Would you pray? Because in the modern Indian churches, the moment you open up your vulnerability, eh, you lose your ground of credibility. Yes or no? <laughs> you come and say, I'm, I, I just watched something on the internet. Next morning you say, I surrender all. Immediately we think, that guy, I know him. You understand what I'm saying? So what we do, we pile it up inside and we think everything, we got it under control. But then we are the most crippled, you know, people that we could ever find inside the church. And that shouldn't be the case. So devoted themselves to the instruction of the apostles. And then what? Fellowship. Fellowship is, uh, Reynard Bonke says, uh, uh, two fellows in a ship. (laughs) That's what fellowship means. And what is fellowship? Fellowship is not just hanging out you know, the, they call it now Wi-Fi party, that friends all come together. They don't talk to one another, just have the Wi-Fi, chicken uh, you know, nuggets or something and then go back. It's an intentional commitment to one another, intentionally say, you know, how I'm going to grow. I'm going to be committed. I'm going to pour my heart to you. You're going to pour into my heart and I'm going to grow. And that is lacking. Today, the church is designed in such a way, we come, we do the thing, we get out. There is no hanging time intentionally. How was this week? How can I pray for you? Is there something? And then while you are talking with that person, Holy Spirit inspires you to speak into that people's life. You speak into them. And that's fellowship. And that's what the early church did. Devoting themselves to the instruction of the apostles. The second one is fellowship. The third one is prayer. Today, it's a boring subject for the modern day church. You know, it's it's not there. They devoted themselves in prayer. If you call people, hey, there is a prophet in town. He's going to give you a prophecy, especially in signs, wonders and miracles. The church is packed. Yes or no? I mean, yeah, people have told me, invite a pa- prophet, invite a miracle worker and then grow your church. I said, after that week, they will come. You know, I don't know whether you remember on our first Inauguration, we invited Benny Prasad. He's a good friend of mine. I called him, Benny, please come. He said, "Come." He came. It was packed. We were in in uh, in seven spice millennium plus three three fifty people were there. That time we didn't even take offering. Okay, I should have taken. <laughs> you know, I repent anyway. But you know, the next week, back to fifteen. Why? Benny is
1: not there. He's gone. So we are driven by celebrity. It's incredible.
0: And why? That's how it has church has become. So it's prayer time. And it was beautiful yesterday. I, I'm really proud of those who came to hang out in the presence. I know Saturday you could have spent somewhere, but you take time to be in the presence. Say, we are we are a few people, but we're gonna hang out in the presence. Pray. You know what happens? The Lord looks that and says, that is a sweet offering you pour out to me. Amen. You didn't come for a flashy meeting. You didn't come for a person. That's why we don't even promote my name. Why? Because Papa's house should not be man driven. It should be Jesus driven. It may be take a slow growth, but at the end of the day, he gets it all the glory. Amen. Number Number three or four, sharing. Sharing. They devoted themselves. They fellowship, prayed, sharing. And that's that's something, you know, I, I, I love about this congregation, even though it's a small one, you know, when we share a need. You know, on the other day we had a missionary, we support Kiranti and Rani. I don't know whether some of you know, and uh, they were visiting here and and one couple called me and said, We would like to buy them provision. And it's incredible. That's the early church mentality. And that should be the way it is. You know, what we do now, it's become more like a, the modern church is more like, I I have written a check, I have given this, now I take care of myself. You know, we are numbed to the things around We are numbed to the pain around this world. You know, we, we serve the homeless every week and now the kids join almost every week and it's so beautiful. And there's this pregnant lady and uh, she uh, she went to the cmc and her husband is alcoholic and he's they live on the streets and they said to her uh you, you can't uh, get treatment here because it's gonna cost and they kicked her out so she went to the government hospital and the government hospital you need to bribe to get there and he she did not have so she's in the streets and uh, so Patrick called one of those people who comes from Papa's house and asked what are the medicines for the pregnant. I don't know who he called. If he called you, probably you are the one of them. And we bought two, 3,000 worth of medicine to give the person who is living on the streets. I mean, Can you imagine that? I mean, that's why I started praying, Lord, restore the original design of CMC. Amen. I mean, I know you guys do a lot of charity work, but still, This is meant to be a hope to the hopeless. Because many people come here as their last hope. Yes or no? Yeah? Amen? Now, let's move on. Sharing, breaking bread. Communion become, the word communion, it was not something, an event that we do on auspicious day. That's what we do, no? Communion Sunday. We invite people. We even dress up. We prepare the communion. But that's not how the early church, the early church, they broke bread every time when you meet somebody. You know why when you break bread, again you're realigning. Okay? Because you can't gossip and break bread. You can't bitter, do in, walk in bitterness and break bread. So they had this constant Jesus become the center. and They were like breaking bread and they were realigning themselves with the original design. And last but not the least, this is how they lived. Joy and generous heart. What was that? That was their human expression, emotion, emotional expression. They carried something in the midst of poverty, in the midst of persecution because after chapter 3 you will see it's challenging moments happening but joy and generous heart was their attitude. People were like man, I can't believe, you know. How you make it th- every month? You know, one couple were part of Papa's house. They are North India. They are now missionaries there. And uh, this particular doctor, he, the last time he got salary was six months ago. <laughs> Some of you might have experienced like that. You know, so he said, Anna, the last time, uh, that's why I didn't send tithe. Also, I understood but that's not the point. He was like, but his wife works. She gets maybe 12 or 13,000. And the Lord has blessed them with that. Multiplied them because she honors with the first fruits and tithes and all. Multiplied. And the people in that hospital ask them, How can you make it? And you still live with a smiley face. And you still invite people to eat your chapati and sabji. And she said, Anna, this is supernatural provision. And people are wondering. How six months people are having, you know, they want to quit or they complain. But you guys have this joyful heart. That's the minding of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It does not matter. I, I've seen richest person, one of the richest person, I have seen, and they have they are they they have go through depression, and I have seen people who don't have anything, they carry amazing joy in their hearts. Amen so money doesn't define your joy joy is not based on circumstances it's the it's based on the person's experience with with jesus now i wrote down here seven things it's going to go quickly because it's the type topic is birth of new beginnings in the seven verses we read almost seven new things were birthed and that's what we will meditate and we'll wrap this time birth of a discipleship movement that's what happened they devoted themselves you know to the instruction of the apostles what is discipleship discipleship means you learn you become a student every single moment you find an opportunity to learn something that's discipleship today we don't focus on discipleship we focus on soul winning and the Swami become The Swami. Gata become, you know, uh, or something. <laughs> Somehow we just change names and move on. And that's not the reason why Jesus came down on earth. He came down he, so that we can become the followers, leaders, I mean, uh, disciples, learners. And look at the second movement that started, a birth of a prayer movement. You read chapter 3, 4, and 5. You keep going on. You will see disciples every time they gathered they broke bread they prayed they worshiped it all worked together it's not like it's a prayer time it's intercession time you know it's there is always a, a marriage between those three there's always a sense of praying in the spirit worship and prayer not done without worship it's gonna weigh you down because you are doing on your own effort but prayer mixed with worship you know, Bill Johnson says if he has 30 minutes to pray, he will worship 20 minutes. <laughs> and the 10 minutes is more than, he says, he, I'm paraphrasing it. I I heard, I heard his uh, uh, interview, somebody interviewed. And he says, because most of our prayers, God already knows. Why we need to, you, you know, our people go before the Lord and say, Apah. you know, they're professional beggars. Please do this something. No, you don't have to. He already knows that. But I would rather be in His presence, worship. And out of that worship prayer comes, it becomes beautiful. Amen. And that's something I I cherish and that's something that I embraced. So in my prayer time, I just, you know, be in the presence. The list afterward comes. It's not to, woo God, so that you can bring the list. It's the presence become everything. And out of that, sometimes in the presence itself, you find the answers to what you are about to pray. Because Romans 8.28 says, when you don't know how to pray, Spirit prays on your behalf and makes intercession for us. Because when you are in the presence and worshipping, the Spirit has already prayed everything out. You know, I mean, you experience, right? So that's something that the early church did not just as an event, but as their lifestyle. And then the third one, a birth of a supernatural movement. Look at that, many signs and wonders attesting miracles were taking place through the apostles. And this is uh, something that we have gone astray because we based our theology on what did not happen. We created a theology and we say, not all people God heals, not all people get well. N- there is a logical yes to it but my take is Acts 10.38. What is that? Acts 10.38. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with Holy Spirit and power. and He went around doing good for those who are under the tyranny of devil and healed every single one and God was with them. This Jesus, where is he? Inside of me. So what I do? I don't go and create a theology on what did not happen. My expectation, there are times I pray, it got worse. I don't know, anybody witnessed that? You prayed, it became like a speed post. You prayed for healing, and they got healed in a speeder way that they promoted to glory. I, it happened to me a few times. I prayed, and it's it's sometimes I go before the Lord, and I'm like, Lord, we prayed. You know, I remember I prayed for one Akka, and uh, the next week she's gone. I'm like, don't invite me for prayer, you know. But then there are times. I remember uh, one of uh, this guy used to come to Papa's house. He's not is uh, anymore. Uh, but this fellow invited me to uh, yeah ICU ward, and uh, there was a ten year old girl on uh, life support. And they said we want to take out the life support, and he said Anna, please come and pray, and uh, we will. Uh, the last prayer maybe. And uh, so we walked into that and uh, we said to them, please don't take out. We we'll just pray one more. So we went inside, we prayed and I don't know what to pray. We stood there. All I, I remember, uh, Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven on this little God. This six years ago. Still six, seven years ago. Six years ago. And uh, we went there it was beginning of Papa's house, which is gathering here and there.
1: And <laughs> prayed. They took out the life support for hours, 24 hours, 36 hours,
0: 48 hours, 72 hours, 96 hours. She moved from ICU to normal ward. And now she's 17 years old.
1: <laughs>
0: you know, is it my magic? I don't know. It's not in me. What is my job? (laughs) Stand in the gap. Trust him. You will see one lady coming today in the FSP program. You know, She both her lungs collapsed. And to the CMC, they said to her, it will cost, that lung transplant will cost 35 lakhs. You don't have 35 lakhs, go to the government hospital. And to the government hospital, this guy crying. We've been helping this child uh, from small. She's doing her fourth year. Third year in BA history in Auxilium College. Crying, crying, crying. And nah, I don't know. I said, let's come and pray. Went to the government hospital.
1: Prayed. She's discharged. Discharged. She was in ICU, normal ward. Now discharged. You probably will see her
0: if you hang out later. You know Why I am telling you this? I don't know. Some people you pray, healing doesn't happen. Some people you pray, we prayed for Pushpa. I mean, Denny and Sharon were deeply involved. I don't want to, uh, they will, probably won't like it when they say that. You know, because they were involved not only physically, financially. We prayed. We did everything possible. I mean, the Lord said, fight as if you fight for your own sister. You know, we went to the mutt. They don't give her accommodation because it's only for missionary. You know, I said, I'm going to fight. Got a place there, you know, went to different departments, you know, some people, some of them give financial contributions. I remember on the day I was in the States, we have to take an ambulance and go to North India. And I, I said, Benny, I, I you know, I will send you the cash because I'm abroad. He sent his credit card when we paid, collected the offering. You know, you know the story, some of you know, you've been around
1: here. It didn't work out do i need to change my theology i mean i don't know
0: for me it's, this is what the early church did and i want to hold on to that and i want you to hold on to that the birth of oneness the next one day after day they met in temple area continuing with one mind today we split based on small differences small differences somebody asked me why you don't tell your woman to cover your head i'm like Lord Jesus, you want me to sleep in peace in my own home? (laughs) I don't want any couch time. You know? I don't first of all believe that. Number two, it's out of context. Put your woman head covering. I'm like, what the heck? You know, so we split based on that. You know, our churches are split based on communion cups because the Lord gave one cup only. One cup, he gave it to 12 people. One cup to 500 people, no thanks. I know my brother used to have one cup philosophy. You know, and he gave. And I remember sharing that, that cup from the cup to the mouth. There was a bridge of saliva. And I was like, Lord, I know your blood has healed. But this grape juice need a deliverance. And that was the week my brother got an encounter. He had individual cups. Because he didn't have the energy to pray for healing over the grape juice.
1: Mm -hmm. He he split. He split over small things.
0: You know, white sari. Color, jewels, shorts, long hair. Even if you have long hair, why didn't you it's (laughs) You understand? All those things, so silly stuff. We divide over this. Look at this. They had one mind. What was the one mind? Not on denomination. Not on doctrine. What was that one mind? Jesus was on their mind. I want that. You know, Father, Son and the Holy Spirit are so diverse, but they are one. The ministry of the Father is different from the ministry of Jesus. You know, you have experienced that. The ministry of Jesus is different from the ministry of the Holy Spirit. But they still are one. John 17 is the prayer of Jesus to the Father. Father, let the world know these people have been sent by you. By make them
1: one. Until we get there, you won't see revival. You are so divided. Is your church better? My church better?
0: Is your church, how is your pastor? Is your church, pastor, how is this? This and that. Oh, we are so divided. Move on. Birth of generous giving. Not based on what I have, but who I have and to whom I belong. That was the early church. They didn't calculate. Okay, I got it. 31st credited account. Okay, PF went. My burn, no, loan went. And then my medical bill went. My housing loan, internet, water, everything. Okay, I have 6,000 rupees. What do I give? May 500 rupees, 10%, 12%, 16 We don't... Cal- that was not the early church thought. It's not based on what I have. I mean, there is a logic reason you need to apply to it. But there was more than that. There's a sense of like, man, my father owns cattle upon thousand hills. He is yes, heaven is his throne, earth is his footstool. I belong to the heavenly kingdom. My resources is not based on what I have, what I earn. That's not my identity. I wrote down here my phone, I don't know where it is. Maybe I'll find it here in my notes. It's so beautiful and this is something that, um, yes, royalty is my identity. Servanthood is my assignment. Intimacy with God is my life source. Can you imagine? What's your identity? Royalty. Who are you? King's kids. Are not, we um, are all missionaries, fourth generation. No, no. We are all CMC, CMC CMCites. No, no, no. Royalty, you are king's kids, that's your identity. But what's your assignment? Servanthood. Somebody said, You serve with the heart of a king, lead with the heart of a servant. Servanthood is my assignment. So after the church, you'll pick up chairs. You're not like, oh man, I have to pick up. Ch-. No, that's my assignment. Amen. You pick up trash, it's my assignment. You help the poor. Who are you? Not what you do. Your royalty, your king's kid, you're already king's kid. I mean, incredible, isn't it? And then the last one is what? Intimacy with God is my life source. So my life source does not come in what I do or what I did, where I performed, who got my approval. No,
1: no, no, no. My life source is intimacy with the Father. Royalty, servanthood,
0: intimacy. Does it make sense? Are, are we learning something? It's so beautiful. Now, let's keep moving on. A few more things. Okay, birth of a worship movement. Sadly, the new generation church, worship is limited to few songs. It's not. Right now you're worshipping. When you go and hang out with your friends, you're worshipping the Lord. When you are in your cubicle, working 16 hours a day, you're worshipping the Lord. When you are going an extra mile, your boss being mean to you, but you are kind and compassionate, you are worshipping. You know what is a counter-worship? It's easy to find a counter-worship. Counter-worship is when you worship the Lord and the moment you got out from the worship, you are mistreating someone.
1: You are gossiping about someone. You are complaining about someone that's counterfeit worship. Because you know why? Because I think,
0: I don't know who said this. I, I It was so beautifully said. Worship is the one thing God never gave it to you. He requires from you. He put all those attributes inside of you but he did not give you the worship. He actually expects you to worship. And look, that's the fight that's going on in the world. Now we have celebrity worship, even in the Christian circle, pastors worship, idol worship. Everybody is looking after worship, work, looking at in you to worship. You can worship God. You can worship your job. You can worship your children. You can. What is worship? Giving the devotion that He deserves. Today, that's what the celebrities. Everything it's seeking after one thing after you. What is that? Worship. What is the final temptation of Jesus from the enemy? What is that? If you bow down before me, I will give you everything. The world is searching for every single person to bow down. The celebrities are searching that you would bow down. Ministries can be a worship to you, you can, you can promote ministry. Your work place can be a worship to you. That's why God says, those who worship me in truth and spirit are true worshipers. And last but not the least, uh, the supernatural favor. The Lord kept adding to their number daily, those who are being saved. Today we have to woo people. We have to bring them. We have to show, show. No. I'm I I, I am I'm, I'm very convinced when you live like this, God will bring to you. I'm convinced. You don't have to. You don't have to put a show. You know, we have created like that. Bring a show. You know, one one guy is, is a mallu guy, cricketer, is a Christian guy. I don't know, I forgot his name. Huh? Huh? Yeah, one person said, he is a motivational speaker also. Invite him. Invite him. You will get a lot of group people. You have to probably invest in uh, maybe one or two lakhs, find out accommodation and stuff like that. But you will get it, Pastor. Like, what? Is this a business? I invest two lakhs, I get four lakhs. I would rather raise cows for that. I don't need to do this. You get my point? Are you are you feeling me? Hey, you, I mean, that's a very New Yorkan say. Do you feel me, bro? <laughs> do you feel me? I mean, come on. To invest to get uh, it, that's not the one that I'm reading. This is not there. I mean, Peter did not say, come on, guys, let's put up a show. Come let's bring in Paul. I mean, that guy was in Saudi Arabia for three and a half and of years Let's do a you know convention. No, oh, they had this devoted, and that's what I wrote down here. It's gonna go quick. How did they do it? You probably know this. I've been preaching this for years. The later part of the book of Acts, we read this, they are committed in worship, word, communion, prayer, fasting, giving, evangelism, discipleship. They become the
1: eight pillars of the church. There are we? Birth of a new beginning. This is what I want in my life.
0: That's that prayer for you. That I pray that you will be a worshipper. You will be a word-driven. That you will have not just a sense of communion on Sundays, but even in your homes, meeting together and pray. One couple from Cochin came, and uh, uh, and uh, I think you, Benny and Sharon know Manu and and. Uh, Wife's name. Wife's name. <laughs> I go blank. Anyway, uh, Steffi, uh, we were, just before they left, I, the, the Holy Spirit said, grab them around your kitchen table, take communion, bless their womb. I mean, it's just a random, bloop. you know, you have a thought, sometimes you get a thought, I mean, sometimes we ignore that, we think it's a bad pizza we ate last night, or a garlic, you know, reflex that you have no it's not it's you got to step out in faith I said Manu just wait just kind of come in that's not traditionally done you know so we started praying and I said Eunice put your hand over there and I put on the top of her hand speak life he called me yesterday she's pregnant I don't know I don't know why I don't know but we're going to continue to do what the lord says you have an incredible access with the holy spirit but what we do we keep him in a box jay john says god is unboxable if you box him the only person who gets into the box is you and your denomination god can't be boxed every opportunity you find you can bring the kingdom so these people become they embraced this the worship became their lifestyle. Word become a lifestyle of supernatural. Communion became the revelation of the cross. Prayer become a constant communion with God. Fasting is not what they want in their life, but a sign of humility. You understand the heart and mind of God. Giving because He gave Himself first. Evangelism because He experienced an expression. You experience Christ, you express Christ. I borrowed this from E. Stanley Jones, a missionary who came here um, a few, uh, actually he worked with Gandhi, you know, discipleship to be a better representative of the kingdom. This was the early church, not denomination. Today we push our denomination, push our doctrine in the friend, push our belief and dogmas, and we filter people based on that. On Sunday morning, how they dress, we believe, we grieve them all. That sister, she did not leave her hair like from east to west, she tied it all together. She's more holy. Hmm. We we grade people. Based, I don't know whether you have done that. I have done that before. We grade people based on their clothes, on the communion Sunday wearing black clothes we is hmm? We grade.
1: That's not in the in the early church. The early church
0: had none of those. They devoted. They prayed. They fasted. They gave. They shared. They you know the Bible says they had no need. Today, pastor, one church I went in Amsterdam, they took three times offering. Same service. Three three times offering. I asked why. The pastor said first time, the willing heart gives. The second time, those who are in the middle, they give. The third one, the guilty ones gives. (laughs) You should try that. He said, oh my God, have mercy on you. You Three times offering. Three time offering songs, special songs. Can you imagine that? On each song, seven minutes. There's four stanzas within in between music. You have to,
1: you know. Can you imagine this? That's not how the early church. The early church had something so different.
0: They saw the supernatural hand of God. Where don't we stand? There? Thank you, Father. Jesus said in Matthew six eighteen,
1: "I will build my church."
0: Why don't we say to Jesus, Jesus, build your church in me? I'm sorry, I'm I'm a church goer. Sometimes I'm an irregular church goer.
1: But Lord, my prayer is, I don't want to go to church. I want
0: to go to the gathering of church believe church church believers. But make me a church.
1: Build your church in me, establish your church in me. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, church, let's pray. Thank you, Father.
0: Somebody can lead us in a song or play a keyboard, it's not emotionally anything to you or anything, just to spend some time a few minutes. All this could stay in your mind, but if it does not cross. Like Ravi Zacharias says, it does not go into your heart. We have become puffed up head knowledge people. We have our notes full of stuff about God, but we have never
1: experienced God. Yes, Lord. Would you build your church in me, Lord? Would you build your church in my wife's life? In my family? In my children? Yes, build your church. Build your church. Come on, church, cry out to God.
0: Any of those things that's the Holy Spirit convicted you? Maybe your focus on 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 things. Maybe your focus is not on God. Maybe you get bored on the prayer time. Maybe worship you limited itself yours to an event. does not become a lifestyle. Go before Jesus. Say, Jesus, I need you.
1: I confess today I need you. Make me not just a Sunday Christian everyday Christian. Build your church in me. Thank you, Father.
2: Here are some announcements. If you have missed any of our sermons, you can watch them by logging in on Papa's House through YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes and Facebook. We have a family support program where we support single mothers and their children by getting provisions through finances and opportunities to earn a livelihood through small businesses. Every Friday through our homeless feeding program, our team prepares and distributes food packets for homeless people in and around Velour. We would encourage you to join us in this program by either preparing or distributing food packets and also by considering making your generous contributions through your finances. If you consider yourself to be a part of Papa's house, then we would encourage you to send your tithes and offerings. But if you are visiting Papa's house for a few occasions, Led by the Spirit and you feel that Papa's house has made a difference in your spiritual life and your connection with Christ, you could consider sowing a small seed through an offering. We would make sure it falls on the good soil so that it reaps a good reward from God. You can find the details of the bank accounts and Google Pay should you decide to send in your offering to us. We will intimate to you once we have received it. Also, here are the links on how you can reach and follow us.